Just Our Real Estate, episode number 72. The first time we got a uh, an offer accepted on a property, I remember the real real estate agent calling me back and saying, Todd, you got it. And I, you know, I almost, you know, I was kind of wishing in my head that, that he was going to say it got rejected. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Thank you for being with me here on Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you are here with me today. There's other things we all could be doing. I appreciate that you're choosing to spend some time here at Just Our Real Estate. I think that's very cool, and I'm glad to have you. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you, when you get a moment, go to my website, and while you're there, if you would, sign up for my mailing list, because when you do that, I am going to send you the top five real estate resources that I think every investor should be aware of. These are resources that I use in my business, resources that other very successful real estate investors use in their business as well. The other reason to sign up for my mailing list is very shortly, I am going to be announcing my brand new coaching program. Now, this coaching program is going to be awesome. I am going to take on a few students and I can only take a few because my time is limited. And frankly, I want to make sure that I'm giving the attention to my students that they deserve. I want to be there for them. I want to give them good quality time, quality information, and really make myself available to them. So I'm only going to take a few students and I'm going to announce the details first to my mailing list and give them the first opportunity to apply to be one of my students that I coach personally. I will announce it on the podcast as well, so don't worry, but it's going to go out first to my mailing list. They're going to be given the first chance to hear about it and maybe a little bit of a head start to sign up to apply for it. So if you get there and sign up for my mailing list, not only will you get those top five resources, you will also be on the preferred list to get that first time information. And I do that because I really, really appreciate that people come all the way to my website and take the time to sign up and be on my mailing list. So as a thank you, I want to give them a lot of times the first uh, look at things that I'm trying to do. And and a lot of times I'll share my thoughts on that mailing list too, about what's coming up, what I'm thinking, and let people give me feedback so that I can better make, you know, make the show better and any, any products that I offer, make them as good as can be, they can possibly be. So, and again, this is something that uh, I've never taken on students. So this is a first time thing for me. I'm excited about it. I want to help people start their business or maybe take it to the next level if they're very, very new. So get there if you can sign up for the mailing list, you get something for free right away. And then I will absolutely make sure that, you know, the minute my, the details are, are all set for the uh, coaching program and we can get off and running in two 2014 and be absolutely as successful as we can possibly be. Okay, now on to the show. Before we get started with today's show, I want to talk for a moment about a company that's going to have a big impact on my investing business this year. The company is called Rent Prep, and I'm so impressed with this company and its owner that I'm not only going to use their service, but I also ask them to sponsor this podcast. If you're not familiar with Rent Prep, I suggest you go back and listen to episode 62 of this podcast where I interviewed Stephen Michael White, the founder and CEO of Rent Prep. Rent Prep is a screening company that you should be using to screen your potential renters. They use real live screeners to complete the reports using multiple databases. This makes for a more comprehensive and compliant report. 
a lot of evictions are misfiled and never make it into the eviction databases. This means instant database reports that most other companies rely on will miss these records and you could end up renting to someone who was evicted three times last year. But rent prep screeners catch these records by using independent databases ran alongside of the eviction searches, providing accuracy through real live intelligence to help keep your investments free from bad tenants. Go to rentprep.com and enter the code just start and start getting accurate information on your potential renters. That's rentprep.com, promo code just start. Okay, welcome. Thank you for being here again with me today. I appreciate you tuning in. I am very excited about my show and I'm excited about my guests. Today I have on the show friends of mine, which is always fun. I, I interview a lot of people and, and uh, every once in a while I interview someone that I actually personally know and I've known these two for a few years now and I think a lot of them and I'm excited to have them on. So today on the show I have uh, Kelly and Todd Brittingham. Kelly and Todd have been married for almost 10 years and have two kids, Olivia, seven, and Jackson, two. Todd works full-time for Ford Motor Company, and Kelly stays at home with the kids and helps run their multiple businesses. Currently, they own rental properties and have been building new construction properties as well. They have flipped more than 25 homes in the past four years, and they are constantly diversifying what they do in order to adapt to changing economic conditions. Welcome to the show, guys. I appreciate you being on. Thanks for having us, Mike. Hi, Mike. No problem. It's it's awesome to talk to you guys. I know, uh, like I said, we, we know each other personally. I know a lot about you already, um, but there's some things I know that I'm I probably don't know, and, I, and I'm really excited to jump in because you guys are a husband and wife team, a lot like my wife and I, and uh, I think that's very powerful, and I think that's something that uh, people sometimes you know take for granted, or, or or they have the unfortunate situation where maybe one of the two spouses aren't completely on board. So it right. certainly helps when you're both on the same page, and I, I really want to dig into your business. Business, find out how you run it find out how you got started and, and what it looks like today and all that so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in and uh, if you could tell the audience a little bit about just your backgrounds each of you how you know how did you get to this point where you are now why did you even get involved in real estate to begin with sure the the reason that we got involved in real estate was Todd and I was actually one of those spouses that was not on board at all <laughs> in the beginning of of this real estate investing you know thing that we started and I told him he was crazy um, oh, excuse me phones are going off in the background here okay. sorry no problem no <laughs> um, um, but Todd read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and honestly that's what got us started and we bought our very first rental in two thousand nine and then we. We bought that and we kind of took a little bit of time off and then in 2010 was when we decided that we were going to start doing it full time and, and start buying more rentals and, you know, um, put make it more of a, a full-time effort as opposed to just doing it on the side. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, Mike, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, the whole thing about, you know, we're a husband and wife team and and you know when we worked together it wasn't it wasn't always that way when we started out i remember you know when i first you know talked to kelly about investing in real estate you know this was a, a, right at i think it was about 2009 and that was you know if you remember what was happening here in michigan that was right when you know the stock market had just crashed and real estate prices were were going down and sure. um, there was a lot of things going on and kelly looked at me and told me she was you know that that i was nuts and you know, but I pressed on and, you know, we bought our first rental property, um, you know, about, 
um, six months into, you know, about June of, of 2009. And, you know, we, we rehabbed it and, and started to get things going. And, and Kelly really started to see, you know, the things that I was learning about as I was reading books and that sort of thing. And, you know, since then, you know, we've, you know, one has turned into two and two has turned into five and five has turned into 10. And we've just, we've just kept going with it. And we tried to learn, you know, as much as we can, as we keep going. And as the market changes, you know, we try to adapt our business to suit what, what the market is wanting, wanting to do. And, you know, we've just continued to roll with it and we've had a lot of fun and, and it's been great. That's awesome. Now, just I'm curious uh, for the audience, and you know, this podcast is is really it's the the aim is to talk to the new investor, right? The, mm-hmm. the person who's just trying to get off the starting blocks and learn how to how to start this business and run it. And I know from experience, and I'm sure you guys can identify when you're new, you have a lot of questions, and and some mm-hmm. of them are probably seem very obvious to people who've been doing it for a long time. But, but you know, there's things that you need to know just to even get off the off the you know the the starting gate there and get things going so you guys you know you said one turned into two two turned into four four turned into ten if you don't mind my asking help the audience understand how this could work how do you finance is this all your own personal money you just have a lot of money put away and you're buying houses with it or (laughs) how do do you do this no and you know what that's very very good for beginning real estate investors is taking action and talking to people the one person that, when in the very beginning of our business, when we decided we were going to do real estate, um, there is our, our mentor, and he actually helped finance things. Is I said, and I, I said to him, I said to Todd, I said, I need to talk to Jim. Jim has been very successful, and he's been investing in real estate for the past. He's almost eighty years old, so I would say fifty years. His dad had a business, and and so I knew I needed to talk to him. And so I sat down and I had breakfast with him one day, and I was so excited to tell him everything that we were doing, you know, with our business, and and we just we get along really really well. And and by the end of our breakfast, he looked at me and he said to me, "I am really excited for you guys. You know, how do I get involved in this?" and I, w- I didn't go into this breakfast looking for that. I, I, I just went in to share with him what we were doing. And at that point, I knew he would help he would help us fund he would help fund our you know properties. And the very first one that we were going to do, our original private money lender um, didn't work out. And so I was vent- actually venting to Jim, wow, gosh, what are we gonna do? You know, this guy screwed us out of two hundred dollars because he took our money and he ran and you know, and Jim looked at me and he said, if he doesn't come through, I will fund it for, for you. And basically it was a snowball from there. We just kept doing properties together and the more comfortable we got, you know, it, it just. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing. It was almost like a light bulb moment, you know, because the, the, the first rental house we did, you know, we went through, you know, standard, you know, bank, you know, financed it uh, the conventional way. And, you know, there's a, a mountain of paperwork we had to do with that. And, yeah. You know, and and you get to a point, you go through that, and then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, that was a lot of work, and you know, the banks don't necessarily want to have multiple loans out at one time and that sort of thing. So, it was kind of like a light bulb moment that there's there's other money out there. (laughs) There's and and there's a huge amount of money out there from whether it be friends, your family, or other investors. You start going to real estate investment. Um, meetings and you know on Facebook and and all the social media that's out there and you just start talking to people and and you don't necessarily and here's here's the thing and this is what Kelly figured out with that one meeting with Jim she didn't go into it saying Jim you know we need to borrow money here's the numbers you know here's what it looks like that's not how it happens 
the way it happens is you talk to people about what you're doing. And look, I'm looking at this deal, and I'm and I'm thinking this, and you know, we did this deal, the you know, la- you know, six months ago, and here's how it worked out. And and people will start to get interested in your business. Yep. And once you start to build those relationships and you show people what you're doing and, and all the things that you're trying to do to be successful, it just kind of happens. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's huge. And I've talked about that in the show, and I, I'm glad that you said it. And I'm, it's, it's just great to hear it from more people that mm-hmm. just getting out there and talking about your business is the absolute best thing you can do for your business. And that's exactly what Nanette and I did as well. We did our first flip, and then we just talked to everybody about it, everybody we could we could get in front of, and not, not in a bragging way, but just in a conversational right. way. Like, this is what we're doing we're excited about it and people started coming to us and saying how can we get involved or how can i get involved i want to i want to partner with you or whatever it's a very similar situation but that is exactly how it happens we weren't looking for money right right yeah so no you don't go into it asking you know you know i need to borrow fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars you don't you know it get you know it just comes out you just need to talk about your business and what you're doing right and you guys are in Michigan just like I am I I, uh, I want people to know that and when you're talking about having these rental properties can you give uh, the listeners an idea of the kind of um, the, the you know what the cost is to get involved with these rentals in other words you know if you're if they're listening from California Southern California I don't want them to think that you know each house in Michigan is it costs a half a million dollars to, to buy and renovate right we're in a different market we're kind of Absolutely. lucky that way so what, what is the price point of houses that you're talking about well you know when we when we got started and we were doing a lot of the you know we were putting together a lot of turnkey rental properties and we we're focused on the Pontiac market which you know is is not uh, is not an upper market it's definitely a rental market and the typical house we were buying um, about three years ago was was in the range of fifteen to twenty thousand okay. dollars and needed anywhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars worth of rehab. And you know, once that rehab was completed, the house would rent for anywhere between eight from, and nine between eight and nine hundred dollars. Um, and we'd see a, a decent return on yeah. uh, on that rental. And we were putting a lot of those together, um, trying to keep as many as we could, but also uh, we were flipping them as well uh, to <clears throat> to out of state and and uh, offshore investors. And you know we did that for about uh, about two two to three years. And as you know, Mike, the market has gone up yep. over the last uh, year, year and a half, two years, whatever it's been. And you know that that market for us, you know, instead of buying the houses for for ten to fifty or for fifteen to twenty thousand, now they're you know twenty five to thirty five thousand, which isn't a huge, you know, isn't a lot of money, but but that pretty much eliminated the spread that we were making uh, trying to flip them. So we've kind of transitioned from you know buy you know buying them, setting them up, and selling them. So now we're buying them and holding them because we're trying to build our portfolio. Um, and um, and the difference between then too is we didn't, you know, then our, our financing they didn't want um, they didn't want to do long term. They wanted it to be short term. So right. you know that's that's part of the reason that we were selling them as turnkey so that we could figure out a way. You know. Yeah, that, that's, you know. yeah, that's a very good point. Um, you know, within the last year and a, year year and a half. 
um, we found uh, one particular investor who's willing to to do to, the long term funding to, to for do long term funding for us, which is which is a huge thing right. to yeah. have a private lender that is willing to do that. Most most private lenders that we know they're looking for you know a six to twelve month turnaround time on their money. So and how did you find that private lender? If you don't mind my asking, what was the process? You know, it's funny. Um, he actually contacted us. He was going to uh, buy one of our turnkey he, properties. He was going to buy one of our turnkey okay. properties. Um, he lives lives here in Michigan, and he worked for, um, I, I think they were a Fortune 500 company. Um, you know, he's very very high up in the company, very successful successful individual. And, you know, he just saw, um, I don't know if he saw one of our blogs or somewhere online, but he found us online. And he contacted us and said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm looking to get into real estate investing. You know, um, do you mind if, you know?" And he wanted us to be a mentor to him. You know, here's so we had dinner you know, with him and his wife, and the next thing we knew, you know, we mentored him, and he bought. I think yeah, it it was funny because he 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 never ended up buying a property from us, not from us, but he did his own. You know, before I knew it, within about six months, and and this guy was a real go getter. Mm-hmm. Um, within about six months, I think he had like ten or twelve properties. That oh, he wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, but he he had his own, you know, the fun the funding to do it, and you know that that certainly makes things a lot easier. But, um, you know, as we've as we've transitioned out of you know the turnkey uh, stuff, you know, we've we've kind of you know I've obviously kept in in contact with him, and and uh, you know the conversation just came up one day that you know he's looking for. Um, you know, ways to diversify his his uh, real estate portfolio, and you know, he was he was in the same situation where he wasn't able to buy, you know, the same rentals at you know the fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, the same way he was you know two years ago, and so he said, look, you know, if you want to borrow my money long term, you know, we can we can work something out, and you know, so we we've, we've started doing that, and. That's you know that been is a- fantastic. Yeah, that that's awesome. Now, and uh, just out of curiosity, long term, what does long term mean? Five years, ten years, thirty years? Um, it it's a five year loan. Okay, right now. okay, and that's that's I hear a lot of people do that. The, is it like the is it the thirty year amortization, five year balloon payment kind of a thing? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Okay, yeah. okay, Absolutely. okay, cool. And that's that's I hear that I hear that uh, strategy used by other investors. So that's that's awesome. All right, I, let's get going because I could. I could just stay and talk about this this, <laughs> this particular thing all the, the entire time, but I, I want to get through um, some other things that I know people are going to be be curious about. Um, sure. And we're kind of talking a little bit about the deals themselves. So let's talk a little bit about what you think some of the mistakes that new real estate investors, right? You mentored this gentleman who's who's very aggressive, very motivated. That's awesome. What mistakes did you caution him against? What kinds of things do you think you're able to steer him away from that he might have done and, 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 and had a hard time with? What do new real estate investors do that are just causing themselves their own problems? Well, I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things, one of the easiest ways for a real estate investor, a new real estate investor to fail is really to just stop trying. That's what I was going to say, not taking action. I mean, that's you know, the biggest there's, thing. You know, you have to realize that, that every deal you look at, every deal you work on is not going to come through. In fact, most of them aren't going to come through. Right. And... You know that's the thing is you've just got to you got to keep looking at properties. You've got to keep analyzing deals. You've got to keep talking to people. And as long as you're consistent with that, and you you know you try to learn everything you can, um, try to talk to as many different people as you can, look at as much property as you can. 
analyze as many deals as you can. That's what, you know, that's what's going to bring success. This isn't a you know, real estate investing is not a get, get rich quick scheme. Yep. You know, you're not going to hit the jackpot. You're not going to hit a home run on every deal. Um, but, but you have to keep trying. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. If you don't do any, and also, you know, trying and like thinking that you know it all, you know, there's certainly, well, you don't, yeah. you know, you don't. And, yeah. If, if, if you make a mistake, I mean, we've made lots of mistakes. Right. And a lot of this, you know, I, I talked to a good friend of mine and, and uh, he made the point that, look, you know, you pay, you know, you, you made that mistake. You lost a little bit of money on it. Chalk that up as experience, yep. you know, and, you know, you can't get that experience any other way. It's like riding a bike. You know, you have to fall down right. to be able to learn how to ride a bike. And yep. you just you just, you just got to keep keep the ball moving forward. And yep. that's the best advice I could give to anyone. Don't expect anyone. anybody to do it for you. You right. know, that's that's another big thing. You know, you if you want it go work for it. You know, you can read all the books you want. You can talk to all the people you want, but until you like actually take the action, yep. you know, it's not going to get done for you. I think that's a big, you know, people think they're going to, okay, I'm going to attend this seminar and I'm going to learn all this information and then it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't just happen. You have to make it happen. Absolutely. And that's like a big thing. And, you you know, know, there's probably one more thing I, w- I would say is, is there's got to be consistency. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing I've tried to focus on doing is, you know, what can I, can I accomplish one thing today? You know, what, you know, can I go, you know, for a new investor that may be setting up a PO box or ordering business cards or buying a mailing list or, you know, what can I do? What's the one thing I can do today to move me forward along, you know, what I'm trying to do? And, and maybe it's one thing, maybe it's five things, you know, but if you can do at least one thing a day, after six months, you're going to be amazed at how much you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that this, it's really important the consistent action, right? Some people jump in and they start taking action, and as right. soon as they hit a roadblock or a bump in the road, they go, "Whoop, this doesn't work. I'm not going to do it now." You know, right. they don't persevere and go through that. And like you said, more things are going to go wrong than are probably going to go right at least early on, and, and even probably two years into it, you have, you know, things that go wrong, and, you, and if you don't push past them. You'll never get to the other side. And I think the people who are successful, they end up getting to the other side because they just keep one foot in front of the other kind of mentality until they get past that, you know, that difficult point or whatever the the disappointment was in their business and, and right. they, they move past that. <clears throat> Right. And right. I think that that's important. And the whole getting started and you know reading books is great and learning information. You have to do that. You have to get your education. But at some point, you have to start. And that's exactly why I, I'm doing this podcast. Exactly why I named it what I did. It's just start real estate. It's right. you have to you have to just start. You can only think about it and you can only learn for so long before you have to get out there and take action and commit to it and maybe take a little bit of a risk. And you know all of it's a risk, right? Nothing's guaranteed. Right. So. And you're- you're going to be uncomfortable. I remember vividly the very first, the first time we got a, uh, an offer accepted on a property. I remember the real real estate agent calling me back and saying, Todd, you got it. And I, you know, I almost, you know, I was kind of wishing in my head that, that he was going to say it got rejected. <laughs> I was too, because this was and, and I, when I didn't want to. <laughs> and, and, I, and I hung up the phone with him and I just remember sitting there and I'm like, oh man, what do I do now? And I got to call the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because remember, at, Kelly, at at this point, Kelly wasn't on board. But right. so yeah, it's it's gonna feel it's gonna feel really uncomfortable, and it's gonna feel awkward, and you're gonna have people in your life that are telling you you're crazy, right. and all these different things. But I, I can tell you, we're 
glad as heck that we mm-hmm. we stuck it out. Right. You know, the funny thing is, is when people will tell you that you're the craziest was was probably two or three years ago when the when the, uh, the you know everything the economy was in the tank and you right. know house prices were plummeting. I remember distinctly that's when I got the most like pushback from friends and family like why are you doing this real estate thing it's terrible house prices are in the tank and it's it's just so bad but really like you were saying a few years ago was when you had the highest returns is when you right. get the best exactly. deals right. it's like that was the exact best time to be involved in this so right. it, you know it's funny the perception you know you just hear what's on the news and the real estate market's terrible and the economy's terrible so you start saying you're doing anything in real estate and immediately you're you're a moron you know you shouldn't be doing it and it's like no right. that's that's the best time to do it. Right. So that's funny. Um, all right. If you don't mind, can you walk us through a typical deal that you've done recently? Maybe maybe a buy and hold, like a rental property. What do you, you know, where are you getting the money? What are you buying it for? How much money are you putting into it? What do the numbers look like? What are the, what's the vacancy you guys use? What, what kind of insurance rates are you talking about? Just so people have an idea, first of all, what a great market Michigan is for rentals, but sure. just so they understand how this, what the anatomy looks like of, a, of one of your investment deals. So we're going to talk about that same property that we were talking about before, um, and I'm just going to run through it real quick. Great. We bought it for 16. We put 10 into it in the rehab, and we sold it for 36 to one of our international investors. And we did this purchase and sale within one week. Um, wow. This property ended up renting for uh, 850 or nothing. 850. 850. Um, and ironically, we are actually buying this property back from that investor. Yeah, so so 2 years ago, 2 or 3 years ago, whatever it was, you know, we sold it to him for 36 and now, you know, and again, that's when the market was was really good and now we're buying it back uh, from him on a land contract because it's a great property. The tenant uh, that we put in there, it's the same tenant that we've had in that property for 3 years and we're actually buying it back from him for 55,000 which on the surface sounds high but we have a 0% interest he, land contract he offered us a 0% interest land contract which you know when you 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 know you talked about the financing and where are you getting your money well this is a perfect opportunity you know I was looking at this deal saying all right he wants 55 that's probably a little bit higher than what the market is right now but it's a cash flowing property. The numbers work out. Um, we're going to make about a hundred and fifty dollars a month in cash flow. I have zero down payment. The you know the tenant has been in place for three years. She's a great, wonderful lady. Uh, I wish I you know had that type of person in all in all my rentals. And it was just a great situation. So we're buying it back from him. Um, it was good for him. It's good for us. And. It's just a great And you uh, wanted to know situation. some of the numbers um, when it comes to taxes and insurance and stuff? Yep, yep. Okay, so this place rents for $800. Um, why don't you talk through this? He's, he's better at this part. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the numbers guy. <laughs> so, so it rents for $800. It's, uh, the taxes are uh, $1,363 annually, so about 113 bucks a month. Okay. Uh, the insurance is about $55 a month. Uh, let's see, we've got budgeted in $80 a month for maintenance, which is 10%. Uh, we've got budgeted in 5% vacancy. Um, right now I don't have anything for management because I'm managing the property. Okay. And 
We've got a $400 per month uh, payment for the land contract. And so our, you know, our projected cash flow each month is $110. Okay. Good. That's good to know. It's, it's exactly what I think, uh, especially someone who's new, like, you know, how do I even know what I'm going to make on these things? And that's great. That's a great checklist of your vacancy, um, you know, what your maintenance costs that you calculate in, insurance. You know, you can't forget about these things. I mean, you, right. you know as well as I do, if you buy a house, all things can look great. But if the taxes are just off the charts, well, you don't have a good deal anymore. So right. those kind of things have to be factored in. I like that you factor in vacancy. I know some people eliminate that completely, and I think that that's a mistake because there will be there will be a vacancy right eventually right. i mean even if you have a great tenant eventually you're probably gonna have a vacancy and at least in some of your houses and you know maybe right. one house you you go 10 years without a vacancy but right. you know another one you get a vacancy every single year so right and it, it's you know it's i'm glad you brought that up mike because that's with all of our rentals that's probably one of the biggest things that we focus on in terms of the property management is avoiding vacancy because you know vacancy is one of the biggest expenses you can have uh, as a rental property owner so we we do all kinds of things um, whether it be sending you know gift cards at, at holiday time or giving a gift to our tenants when uh, you know when they renew their lease or you know the, and there's a there's a whole list of programs that we offer our tenants and it's all aimed at eliminating the vacancy in our rentals because yeah. You know, when you have a, a tenant, you know, tenant turnover, you can easily be talking about a couple thousand dollars between, you know, lost rent and and you know, cleaning carpets or you know, painting walls, all all that sort of thing. So, sure. it's really a big thing to focus on if if you are going to hold properties is is how do you eliminate that vacancy? Right, because if you're if you're cash flowing one hundred and fifty dollars a month, but you spend two thousand dollars every time there's a vacancy, that can wipe you out of your can profits. Wipe you out. Right? Exactly. So exactly. that's huge. Yeah, I mean, tenant uh, tenant screening is obviously you know, a big yep. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's fantastic. That's that's super good advice, and that's the kind of stuff that I think sometimes people gloss over when they talk about buying and holding properties. It sounds super glamorous, but there's things that you have to do well, or it's really not a great business if you're not paying attention to those vacancies. That's that's a big one. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> okay, if you guys were going to start over tomorrow, let's wipe away all of your rentals, wipe away all of the flips that you've done, and wipe away all the new construction that you're working on, and you were going to start from ground zero tomorrow with no contacts, nothing. Mm-hmm. How would you do it? What would you do first? How would you try to start building back your business? Well, that's a that's a tough question. We got to rewind back a, right. a few years. I, I you know I, I guess I I would just start talking to people again. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I you just, know you know Mike. I, I remember when I started. I you know I put together a list of things that I needed to do, um, and it just involved. It was, I think it was like three or four different, you know, categories of things. One was, you know, just reading about everything I could, um, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts like this. There's all kinds of information out there on real estate investing. Yeah. So the education is huge. Going to real estate events, um, you know, find find your local RIAs, find um, who you can talk to and, and, and get with like-minded people and start talking about real estate. Yep. And then just start looking at properties. Um, you know, there's there's so many different things you can do in real estate, whether it be, you know, doing rentals, doing flips, wholesaling properties. Uh, we're doing new construction now. I mean, there's there's just so many different things you can do with real estate. And 
you know, I, I think one of the mistakes we made when we got started out and we spun our wheels a little bit is we were trying to do everything. Right. Um, until we got focused on doing one thing, that's when, when, when we really started right. to um, take things off. You know, that's things kind really of how we ended up off. starting to do the turnkey because we right. were realizing, okay, well, we're trying to do this and that's not working. We're trying to, we're trying to do everything. If we can focus on one thing and be good at that, yeah. that's, you know. Exactly. So, I, you know, it, that was tough, you know, trying to figure out, you know, I, I remember initially, you know, we were thinking that every house we come across, there's an angle on it. We just got to execute it. And, you know, you don't know, you know, everything you need to know about wholesaling or rentals or, or whatever. So I would almost say pick one, pick one thing and do it once or twice or 10 times and figure it out. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's, yeah, that's super good advice focusing. And I think, I think that that is, you know, something that happens a lot of times to new investors. I know it happened to me and you guys said it happened to you where you go out there and, and you know, some of the, the, the pros and the cons of going out and talking to people. And I think that you're right. That's critical. It's absolutely critical. I don't know how you can be successful unless you immerse yourself with like-minded people and who are doing the same thing. But when you get around people who are all real estate investors, inevitably, there's a lot of different scenario, uh, a lot of different um, philosophies and a lot of different strategies that they're using so you sit down with one person and they're very very good at flipping houses and the next person you sit down they're very very good at buy and hold properties and then the next one maybe is a wholesaler and you kind of get that shiny uh object syndrome where right. you're easily distracted from what you you know maybe you should be focusing on and you don't know what to focus on so you're right at some point even though a lot of things look great you really have to focus on one thing and try to do that well before you move on to the other three things Yep. Right. And and you may you may find that, you know, you start doing that and then this other deal comes across just because you're you're in the space and, and it's okay to, to you know to delve outside of what you're doing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, I would say focus is yeah. is, is a key thing. Yep, I love that. I love that advice. That's super good advice. Now, you guys are very busy, Todd. We said that you have a you work for Ford. You have a full time job. Um, what and you're doing so much, and you have kids, right? Some people would go, well, two kids is already more than I can handle. So how am I going to do? How am I going to have a separate business on top of all that? So what do you, what do you guys use in your business in terms of resources that helps you stay organized or helps you stay on top of it or whatever? Just resources that you use that you love that you would recommend to other people. Well, there's, I mean, obviously the internet makes you know makes has a lot of tools that, that help in our daily business, whether it be, you know, Evernote for taking notes or Teambox for drop Dropbox yeah. for file sharing or mm -hmm. Teambox for um, keeping track of our task list. Um, E-renter you know, for our tenants to pay online, you know. Yeah, there's there's just a million, you know, it seems like little systems out there that can help your daily business. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, you just, you know, you get that again from talking to people, see what other people are using. Um, it's just, you know, I can't say there's there's one thing. It's it's a whole slew of right. things that, that really help us in our daily business. And communication business. for the two of us. You right. know, and honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how Todd does it all. I, <laughs> I do not know how he does it all. And, um, you know, but us two working together and, and playing on each other's strengths. I mean, Todd yeah. is, you know, he's an engineer. He's very numbers oriented. I'm not, you know, I never have been. But, you know, I, I know a good property. I roughly know the numbers. I know if it's going to be a solid investment, you know. 
And so we play off each other's, you know, strengths who, you know, I, I like to go out and network, you know, I'm very much people person. And, you know, so I, you know, we, we do, we let each other do what we're really good at and we don't, you know, I wouldn't say step on each other's toes because we do help each other when, you know, when we need to, it just, you know, it's learning a balance and communication yeah. is just a big thing. You yeah. Know? And I think that the, the husband and wife team thing is so under under appreciated sometimes because not only like you said you have strings that you can play off of todd's good at some things and you're better at others but the fact that you have two people in the business that are absolutely 100 percent committed and have right. a, a real interest in seeing it succeed right. as right. opposed to maybe taking on a partner who's outside of your your family who right. may, maybe wants to succeed but their interests could change right and, and they could they could branch off into something else which is great right. but you know when your wife is is working on the business while you're at work or vice versa right. you know that they are a 100 percent committed to the success of what you're doing and i think exactly. that that's so powerful especially when you have different skill sets i mean yes. wow it's just such a huge advantage that you have over the one person show it's yeah. just it's huge yeah yeah. So what would you say to new new invest uh, new investors? What what advice could you give them if they, you know, if you met someone at an event tomorrow and and they said, "Hey, you, you know, you liked them. They're they're nice people." And they said, "We're going to we're going to do this. We're going to get started in real estate investing. We want to get started right away." What's what what can you tell us? What would you what advice would you give us? Just start doing. Right. right. <laughs> get out there and, and get, figure out what you want to do and start learning how to do it very well. Yeah, they, they you need to learn. And, you know, I, I love, I love when new investors come to meetings and, you know, you talk to them and they're excited and, yeah and, you know, but you, you really, they really have to get out there and start doing, start looking at properties, you know, just it, even if you're not going to buy the property, right, go just, look at them. just go start looking at them and, and observing and, and, you know, what, what is the opportunity on this property? What, what can I do with this property? Can I rent it? Maybe I can do nothing with can, it. Can I flip it? Can I wholesale it? Yep. You know, and, and maybe the answer is none of the above, but but that's valuable too, because you know sometimes some of the some of the best deals are the ones you miss. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> it took me a while. You know, someone told me that once, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Right. And and you know, I, I finally got it where you know you don't want to you don't want to force things. You know, you don't want to uh, make it so that you. Um, you get into a deal that that didn't make sense, and you you lose money. You never want to lose money in a deal, obviously. Yeah. So, yep. Sometimes it's you're right. It's just as important the ones you walk away from, right? Exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> you hear horror stories. I mean, you can you know, po uh, uh, con uh, contrary to what some people may tell you, you can lose money in real estate investing. It's absolutely possible if you're just you know knuckleheaded about it and you're not really running numbers and figuring perfect. out what a good deal is. So yeah, I I. You know, I always focus on the numbers, no matter what anyone tells me. And, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer, so, you know, I'm always going to focus on the numbers. But if a, if a deal doesn't make sense on paper, I don't know how it's going to make sense, no matter what anyone tells you, what they try to convince you. You know, there's a lot of salespeople out there. But at the end of the day, if you're the one buying the property, you're the one that have to make you're the one that has to make the numbers work. Yep. And that's that's always been my focus. On every property that we do, um, and 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 Kelly and I have, you know, have differed on things. You know, a lot, and Kelly's a little bit different. I mean, she goes a lot on her gut on oh, a yeah. property. You know, I'll tell her, look, the numbers look good, and she'll just say, look, my gut says this is a bad property, and that's that's valuable too. Yeah. You know, 
um, you know, for, so it, again, we play off each other's strengths and, um, you know, it's always a, um, um, you know, we always have to agree on a property. If, if Kelly doesn't like it, you know, because she, her gut says no, then, then we go with it. If I don't like it because the numbers don't work, right. then, right. then we go with it. We don't buy the property. If right. we both agree, then, you know, we, we move forward. That's awesome. There's times when I wish I would have had Kelly's gut because I've, <laughs> <laughs> I bought properties that just, you know, I, I mean, not lose money, but they just right. didn't work out as fantastically as I thought they would on paper. So, uh, yeah, you definitely have to do that. And there's just too many, there's too many houses in the world, uh, that, that you can invest in. You don't need to push right. something and that doesn't right. feel right. 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 And it's so. funny because I never really put much thought into that until one day Jim and I were talking. And like I said, Jim's 80 years old. He's been investing for 50 years. He does the same thing. And he told me that he's like, Kelly, if something doesn't feel right to me, I don't care if the numbers make complete sense. If it doesn't feel right, I won't do it. And so him and I joke a lot of the times if we're going to go look at a property or, you know, we're talking about something, well, how does it feel? You know? Yep. And, and it just, you know, that's something that, you know, they don't really teach yeah, they, you in classes or whatever. And, just, you know, and, and I don't think that's something a new investor is necessarily going to get because, you know, on your, like I was talking about before, you know, the first pro, the first deal you do, it's not going to feel right. It's, you know, your gut is, is going to be hurting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so you, you, you just got to, you know, I don't know how to how to get past that. But if you want to get, get involved in real estate investing and you want to be successful, you, you, you know, you have to do your first deal. Well, I think just like you guys did, I think it's really important to find someone who can mentor you a little bit so that, oh, you know, that first deal is like you said, it's, it's going to feel weird. It's going to be uncomfortable and probably your gut's going to tell you you're crazy. But if you have a mentor, someone who's been doing this a while, who can give you a sanity check and say, you know what, I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're stressed out, but this is actually a really good deal. You should definitely do it. I mean, that helps you get past it until your gut kind of gets over that feeling of, of uncertainty and you've had, you know, some experience where you can, now your gut is being more objective about a good deal and a bad deal more than, Hey, right. I've never oh, bought a like house before. My belt. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Sometimes in the beginning you're like, Oh my gosh, I just want to do a deal so bad, you know? Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 you know, for, for new investors, I, you know, the best guide you're going to have, cause you're going to be uncomfortable is again, the numbers, mm -hmm. the numbers have to work out. Right. Right. So. Yeah, that's super good advice. I mean, you can't ignore the numbers. And, you know, the problem is some people, I think, buy only with their gut. And, well, no, you know, yeah, they, they never right? run the numbers. So, you know, both sides are valuable, obviously. You can't really have one without the other. It doesn't make any sense. So, right, right. so guys, I, this has been a ton of fun. I, I knew it would be because I, I, I love you guys and you're, you're super smart investors. And it, I, you're exactly the right kind of person that I want to have on the show because you guys, you get it. You know what you're doing. And uh, just good advice, good practical advice. And I appreciate you agreeing to do this at kind of short notice. So it's been it's been awesome. Can where can people get a hold of you if they want to find out more about you or or even want to get involved somehow with you? How can they find you? What's the best way? You know, I we're on Facebook a lot. I think that's um, you know, we're we're big with social media. Mm -hmm. um, Kelly runs a page um, for uh, one of our businesses, it's uh, K and T Property Holdings, and that was you know one of the pages that I started just in the beginning of just putting out there daily what we're doing in real estate investing. I'm not marketing to anybody. I'm not trying to find you know in uh, you know private money. It was more of a this is my journey as a mom with two kids and you know and buying houses. So that's right. what we did with that one, and then we have our other businesses that we try you know to 
for other, you know, we use the pages for other purposes. So. Right. So, you know, the, our newest business right now is is the new construction uh, business. Uh, that's edwinanthony.com. Uh, dot com. Yep. Um, or you can find us on again on Facebook at, at Edwin Anthony Homes. And, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff with social media showing, you know, the progression as we build the house. We're doing videos out there and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So that, that's been a lot of fun lately. And that's at Edwin uh, Anthony Holmes is where they can see the videos and things? Is that yeah, on, okay. on, our, on our Facebook page. Yep. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, this has been a ton of fun. I, I really appreciate you taking time. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so yeah. <laughs> I know everybody's got a lot going on, and you've got yeah. kids that are that are napping right now, so we were yeah. able to squeeze in here a few minutes of time where you could talk. So thanks for spending with me. I really appreciate you doing this. And, yeah, thanks uh, for having us, Mike. Yeah, this was fun. Th- thanks for the opportunity. It's a lot of fun, and you know, hopefully you know, we can – we can help some some new investors out there help them get started yeah i think we definitely will and i i know i have to this point and you guys like i said are just great and i know that what we talked about today is going to be super helpful to people who are getting started and trying to figure this all out so i appreciate it you guys have a great super bowl sunday have a lot of fun be safe if you're out there on the roads michigan weather's horrible and the roads are horrendous right now so be careful yes. out there yes tell the net we said hello and we'll talk to you soon i will do that thanks guys talk to you soon yeah, thanks all right, all right. Bye. bye-bye Before we go today, I want to remind you to visit our sponsor at rentprep.com and enter the code JUSTSTART to start getting accurate screening information on all of your potential renters. That's rentprep.com, promo code JUSTSTART. Please also be sure to sign up for my mailing list and I will send you the top five resources I think every real estate investor should know about. Also, stay tuned for the upcoming announcement of my new coaching program. I'll only be able to take on a few students initially, and I will be telling you exactly how to apply in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about this program. I know I'm going to be able to help a few people either launch their real estate investing business or take it to the next level in 2014. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 